Aloha Penn Nation. Welcome back. This is the first edition of 2018's BJPenn.com radio season. As always, guys, I'm your host, Jay Kinch, and it is a pleasure to be here with you each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. However, you'll notice today we're airing on a Thursday. Well, we're bringing you guys a new format. We've dropped Blog Talk. We're going to YouTube Live. Took a week or two to, to get this thing up and running, but now we're here. We're very excited about it, and we're going to kick some ass in 2018 here at BJPenn.com Radio. We are the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans, and what we continue to do each and every week is give these athletes a platform to speak their hearts and minds without any bias. And of course, Penn Nation, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So we are the voice of you guys, the fans as well. We greatly appreciate all the love and support. Keep it up. Big mahalo to all of you for that. I hope everybody's enjoying their 2018 thus far. I'm very excited about this. I guess it's a relaunch, if you will, of BJPenn.com radio. Um, YouTube live, very cool stuff. We're going to be able to bring you guys a video feed without any cut in the quality of audio. Very, very, very excited about this. So, 2018, here we come. The fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans, BJPenn.com radio. We've got a great lineup. Three awesome guests. Great way to kick off the year. But before we get into any of that, guys, I tell you each and every week, your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. Make sure you bookmark us, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news for all the latest and greatest and the sport that you love in mixed martial arts, whether it be the hot topics, the breaking news, the viral videos, the exclusive content, everything that you crave from this sport, all in one place. Not to mention the new technique videos coming out every week from some of the best athletes in combat sports today. BJPenn.com, we are the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. All of you guys make that possible, and we thank you all very much for that. So, in return, we continue to bring you guys the latest news, the best possible content, exclusive interviews, all of that and above. We love you guys, and I'm very, if you couldn't tell, I'm very excited about this year. So, tonight's guest list. Kicking things off, this gentleman is coming off of a huge knockout over Ricardo Lamas. Back in December, catapulted himself up the rankings, team alpha male prospect, Josh Emmett. Since that fight, he's been campaigning for Brian Ortega. We're going to talk about what's next for him. You're going to hear some in, in some inside information, the inside scoop on the possibility of that fight. It would appear that Brian Ortega has turned down a fight with Josh Emmett. They were... Looking to have them headline UFC Orlando. Very disappointed, Josh Emmett. You'll hear his frustrations here in in just a little bit. But a lot to discuss with him. Great interview. First time having him on the show. uh, And it was an absolute pleasure. Big thank you to him. Second guest of the evening. Good friend of BJPenn.com radio. Good friend of BJPenn.com in general. As I wrote in the description, the KO artist that we've all come to love at 175 at 170 pounds at welterweight in the UFC, Platinum Mike Perry. Now he's coming off the loss to Santiago Ponzinibbio, hard fought loss. Didn't really lose any love from the fans in my opinion in that one. And now he's looking to rebound. He's got a fight booked with Max Griffin. For February 24th, UFC Fight Night Orlando. Very exciting stuff. He's going to be able to compete very close to his house. I believe, if if memory is serving correct, I want to say it was about 15 minutes from his house. Uh, So, obviously, he's pumped about that. Get back in there. Get back in the win column. And as always, we have an amazing conversation with Platinum. Talk a little bit about uh, Ninja Warrior. What he thinks of this Max Griffin fight, and a whole lot more. Of course, you're going to want to tune into that one. Closing out tonight's show, the champ has returned yet again. 
UFC bantamweight champ. One of the pound-for-pound kings in this sport of mixed martial arts. The man himself, TJ Dillashaw. Now, we had heard yesterday that Mighty Mouse was going to... Actually, he had successfully undergone surgery... And this was putting everything in question in regards to a, to a TJ and a Mighty Mouse super fight. However, you will all be very interested to hear what TJ has to say about this. What he was privy to and what's next for him. How he's uh, going forward in regards to planning for his next fight. You heard him talk about 16 weeks to get down to 125 properly. Well, it sounds like that time frame might coincide with Mighty Mouse recovering. We'll talk a bit about Garbrandt calling him out, saying that he can't make 125 pounds. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, remaining contenders in the, in the division. That's one of the reasons that this fight makes so much sense with DJ at, the, at, at this moment. Demetrius needs a big fight. There's no real, in my opinion, and in many others, TJ's as well, there's no real clear-cut contender at this point at 135 pounds. So this fight with DJ, the, the super fight between TJ Dillashaw and Demetrius Johnson, makes a lot of sense right now. We're going to talk about all that and much more. Another great show lined up for you guys. I am very excited. However, normally I would do a ton of news. This time, folks, I am not going to do any news. I am running a new system. I'm trying to get familiar with it. I don't want to waste any time, and, and, and I want to... Uh, Make sure that this that this thing runs flawlessly for you guys. Or as best that it can. So on that note, BJPen.com radio, BJPen.com forward slash MMA news. Everything you crave from the sport you love in mixed martial arts, we have got you covered. 2018, a big year for BJPen.com. Big year for BJPen.com radio. And we are kicking things off right tonight, folks. Coming up next, our first guest of the evening. Josh Emmett. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show number four ranked featherweight in the UFC, uh, coming off an incredible finish over Ricardo Lamas. Of course, I'm talking about Josh Emmett. What's going on, Josh? Uh, how was your How has your New Year been so far? Uh, so far, so good. I uh, I spent Christmas and. Uh... New Year's Eve in uh, Italy with my wife and uh, little brother. He's in the military. So uh, we were able to make it out to uh, Italy, make it to one of his award ceremonies. Uh, cause he actually just got out of the military, the Army. And uh, so that was awesome, and I got I to gotta spend it with them. That's really cool, man. What? Uh, so with the Army, is he stationed anywhere near Naples? Uh, he was actually stationed five miles from Pisa. So it's, uh, man, that's like a dream location. You know, if you're in the military, there's a... Uh, army base out there and some of the air force uh, individuals stay out there as well yeah the, I, I, the reason i ask i have a buddy that was in the navy that got stationed in italy like right outside of naples for a while he said it was the most the best stationing he ever had in the military so sounds like really cool stuff yeah it was awesome it's uh camp darby so it's uh always just gotta you know see parts of europe and, and just travel when he's off so he really enjoyed it and, and now he's uh he's back here in california I'm just trying to, you know, find a job now and get situated. So I'm helping him out uh, with that, especially the last few days. Yeah, I know it's it's tough for some veterans coming back, but I have no doubt he'll uh, he'll do just fine. Uh, so speaking of of returning, I'm I'm assuming that you've been in the gym at Team Alpha Male since you've returned home. Yeah, yeah, I got back Friday night. Um, yeah, Saturday uh, back to business. I was. Uh, I was in there sparring, sparred, hit mitts, and then I uh, was helping Andre Feely out um, with the fight simulation because he's uh, fighting Bermuda's uh, January 27th. So I have kind of the similar similar style, you know, uh, good punching power and wrestling, so uh, I'm trying to mimic his style. Very good, very good. Well, that's a team, team of killers for sure. That was something I wanted to talk to you about a, a little bit here, but, uh, you know, you're coming off this KO, man. You kind of really bursted onto the scene with – in regards to, uh, you know, maybe not hardcore fans, but casual fans, 
Uh, you've had some fights in the UFC, but this one, you really made a statement and showed everybody that, that you truly have arrived in the promotion. I'd imagine you're still riding that high at this point. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Not not really, though. I, uh, it was just another fight to me. You know, I got back, went on vacation, and then uh, back to the gym, back to work. It's it's really no different. I'm not, not going to let it get to my head or anything. I just I, I feel like I'm one of the best fighters in the world. I got into the sport to be a world champion, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop until I get that belt wrapped around my waist and, uh, you know, I defend it several times. So it's, uh, yeah, I was just, it was awesome that I got presented that opportunity because in order for me to be put in that position, I had to take it on short notice um, because I wasn't ranked, like you said, to the casual fans. Um, they got to see who I, who I am. A lot of the, the diehard, hardcore MMA fans knew who I was. Um, but I haven't got a fight on a stage like that. You know, the co-main event, especially on Big Fox, I've been fighting on prelims. You know, I've been fighting on Fight Pass. So that's why a lot of people uh, were like, who's this guy? And I'm like, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, like you said, man, you got to take those opportunities when they come. And uh, you hear fighters talk about this all the time. Some guys just haven't arrived until they arrived, and, and you certainly arrived that night against Lamas. You said some really cool stuff um, following the fight about him giving you the chance and you know still fighting after the missed weight. Um, you've also said that if he wants a rematch, you're totally up for it, you know, out of respect for him. Has he expressed any interest to you, uh, interest about that to you uh, that you're aware of at this point? No, he hasn't. Um, yeah, someone asked me, they just asked if I would um, you know, ever give Lamas a rematch and I just kinda entertained the fact and I said of course I would because he he did give me the opportunity. Like he did not have to take that fight. He took it. It's a risky fight for him. Um and then, you know, with me missing the weight, he still accepted it. Um, even though I feel like, you know, two pounds is not going to win or lose you a fight. I've said it before. I, I hope my opponent misses weight every single time so I can get that 20%. Right. Um, and, and, and I have, like, a, on the regional scene, I've you know, opponents have backed out week of, and I've gone all the way up and fought at welterweight before and, so, and, and destroyed these guys in the first round. So two and a half pounds doesn't make a difference in a fight. Um, but yeah, I, I said I would, and, and, and he was a, he's an awesome guy. He was a good guy. His family was great. You know, I got to talk to his dad, um, and his brother and, uh, yeah. So I said down the line I would, but as far as me moving forward, uh, now that they rank me fourth in the, the world, I, I, like I said, I want that title. I believe I will be a world champion. And, uh, so moving forward, I, I want that Ortega fight, you know, he's, uh, he's coming off a huge win. He had a lot of hype behind him, and then um, I did what I what I did, and uh, I think it's the the only fight that makes sense is for Ortega and I to fight. Uh, Jose Aldo's up there, the number one contender, but you know he's just coming off another loss. Uh, he's he's a legend of a, in the sport and a, a great fighter as well. But I, I just think the Ortega fight and I uh, needs to happen in order to solidify that number one contender spot. Yeah, you know that was going to be my next question. You've been campaigning for that fight with Brian Ortega. Definitely makes a lot of sense from from the ranking standpoint. Do you think he's like it's a likely possibility that 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 fight happens? Oh it, yeah, dead on. It was, uh, and that's what I'm talking about. When I just got some bad news, like just 30 minutes ago, uh, they were actually the UFC was putting this fight together. Uh, Ortega and I were supposed to fight. We we're going to headline a fight on another huge card, and uh, he he will not fight me. He, he turned it down. He flat out said he will not fight me. Really? Now, did the UFC or the matchmakers give you reasoning for that? What was his reasoning? I have no idea. He just won't fight me. <laughs> wow. So, Can you tell so, us anything about what card they, they were uh, attempting to schedule that for? Uh, we were going to headline the UFC Orlando card, main event on Fox. Wow. And and he yeah, will not so fight you. That is a shame. He will not fight me. So yeah, what's your reaction to this him. news? Do you think he's ducking you? Do you th does he think that you're not a worthy opponent for him at this point? What, what do you think's going through his mind? No, I definitely know he he knows I'm a worthy opponent. His, you know, his best friend is John Tuck, which I fought. He's a great guy and a good friend of his is Christos Yagos, uh, that I fought as well uh, before I got in the UFC. So he, I don't know. I, I think he just knows it's a it's a risky fight for me too. Any fight is, but I want to be a champion. He wants to be a champion. I've said it before. You got to beat the best to be the best, and. uh I don't, I don't, I just don't, I really don't get it. So I literally just got the, 
to do like 20, 30 minutes and I was driving home. So it's just, I'm just a little frustrated. But uh, hopefully, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to fight me. Hopefully, they can uh, schedule it a little later on down the line because I think that's the fight that needs to happen. Everyone, all the fans have been talking about it, and it, it would be a, it would be a great fight as well. Wow, I, I can only I can only uh, imagine the frustrations that you're talking about. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, do you think this is going to be an ongoing thing for you, like that you have that talent level, that guys are going to try to avoid the fight with you, maybe until you get a little bit of a bigger name within the sport? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's been happening my whole career. You know, I, I, I did a few amateur fights, and I had to go pro for that reason. I, I did two amateur fights, all two and zero. Like I would get like ten different fights. That's okay. Even at the regional scene, same thing. Nobody would fight me unless I. I was, uh, so I was like 6-0 and at the time. I would either have to fight UFC veterans or I would have to fight these guys that have 30, 40 pro fights um, in order for me to get a fight. I finally got in the UFC on short notice, four-day notice, fought John Tuck across the world. And then even ever since then, I've been fighting guys. Uh, they've been going through, you know, four or five opponents in order for me to get a fight, even in the UFC. I didn't even know you can turn down fights and, and <laughs> I I didn't know that until I got in it and then all these guys are turning fights down against me and then me personally I've never said no to a fight and Shelby and Joe Silva and Dana can all contest to that and, and uh, they already know so they ask me and I say yes and then they, and then they go and ask them and they all say no I'm like stop asking me first like you already know what my answer is going to be so with with this Ortega thing not happening, and it sounds like nobody's really uh, chomping at the bit to fight you if they get the offer, they might turn the fight down. So aside from Brian, I mean, is there anybody else that you think makes sense for you at this point? Anybody you've got your eyes on aside from Ortega? To be honest, no. Like I, I want to, like I said, moving forward, I want to fight people that are in front of me. Um, Jose Aldo, he lost three of his last four. Um, you know, Cub just lost to um, Ortega. Lamas lost to me, and then it goes like Choi and Stevenson are fighting each other, and then Elkins is right there. I'm not going to fight my teammate, so right. I, I just I, I I don't I don't get it. So I, I really just want that Ortega fight, and that's what I was campaigning for, and and I thought he would be all for it too, and then yeah, nothing. Man, man. So I can only like I said, I can only imagine what's going through your head right now. I mean, the fight was in the works. It's coming up soon. You're probably getting very excited for it, and, and then it gets swept out from under under your feet here. But I mean, looking at the Orlando card, is there any other cards that that, that uh, jump out to you as something that you'd like to be included on, like a, a venue or a date in particular that you think makes a lot of sense for you now? Oh, really? Is I'm up for whatever. I'm back in the gym, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm getting my weight down. I'm gonna, I'm in good shape. I'm gonna get back in the fight shape here soon, and then. Uh, Really, whatever the UFC wants. As long as I get like a six-week notice, um, I, I'm in. Uh, yeah, like I said, like we were going to fight, and this was going to be for the title eliminator. Then the very next weekend is Edgar Holloway. The winner of us was going to get the winner of them. So that's why it's just like uh, just the opportunity he took away from me. So it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, but I, I really don't care what part I'm on as long as I get a five, six-week notice. Yeah, for me, I was going to say, I, I think that uh, UFC 222 in, in Vegas on March 3rd, the Edgar Holloway card, I thought that would be a, a a great card for you to be on. You know, the UFC's typically in recent years tried to tried to put a lot of the guys in the top of that division fighting each other in case a fight falls out. There's somebody there to, to take the opportunity. Um, it sounds to me, though, it doesn't you really don't care what card you're on, but Holloway, Holloway and Edgar would be a good one for you. Yeah, no, I'd definitely hop on that. But if you look in there, there's there's no one for me to fight right now because right. all these guys are coming off losses. And then uh, Stevenson and Choi are fighting. Elkins and uh, Michael Johnson are fighting. There's there's really nobody uh, for me to fight. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll be ready. Of, speaking of your teammate there, Elkins, how do you think he's going to do this weekend? I think he's going to do good. You know, he's uh, – he just, man, he, he has the name Damas for a reason. Like, as a, a gamer, like, he's someone that, like Michael Johnson, he's a great fighter. He's fast, he has heavy hands. But Darren Elkins, you have to put him away in order to finish him. Like, he's going to keep coming and keep coming. And if he can, you know, get it to the ground, get him up against the cage, get into some, like, you know, dirty boxing, 
he just excels at that, and he, man, he, he's a tough, tough guy. He, he's just going to keep on coming, and, and I see him breaking Johnson. Like, you cannot break Darren Elkins. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, his last few performances have certainly shown that uh, he is a warrior, and, and, and that grinding style that you're talking about, not something that's very common these days, and he's very, very effective at it. So that's certainly an important fight for the division, and uh, definitely looking forward to it. But we talked about Holloway and Edgar there. Who are you picking for the title fight? Man, it's a it's a it's a tough fight for me. It's kind of like a coin flip. It's uh you know Holloway's been doing great. He's a he's such a you know elusive fighter. He can mix it up, go southpaw, orthodox, throws a lot of tricky things. Um, but Edgar, man, he's he's a legend of the sport. He's uh he's like a true pioneer and. If he can come out and, and mix up his, his great boxing and his, his wrestling, like that's one thing with Edgar, he won't fade. You know, he can go at a, such a high pace um, for five rounds. So I think if he can get Holloway down on the ground and put him on his back, I know Holloway has good jujitsu, but I, I think maybe Edgar's pressure might be too much. And uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm excited to watch the fight. Just as a fan, you know, I I. I I grew up watching Edgar, and I'm still a fan of a lot of these guys, so uh, I'm excited for that fight. But uh, I really, I, it just depends how it goes. If Edgar can get him down, I see him pulling off the win. But if, if Holloway's stuffing the takedowns or using his submissions for sweeps, um, you know, I, I see it going Holloway's way. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting matchup in regards to, uh, you know, skill set versus skill set. And like you said, Frankie's a legend, impossible to put away, and Holloway has shown uh, in recent years just how good he is. So very exciting matchup. And again, hopefully you're on that card. But listen, you've been more than generous with your time. Just got a couple uh, more questions here for you. Tell us about the your life at Team Alpha Male, man. You know, Faber has, has spoke very highly of you. As I mentioned earlier, that is a team full of killers. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your evolution as a martial artist within that team and uh, how much you enjoy training there. Yeah, it's, um, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm just fortunate that, uh, you know, I was raised in Sacramento and one of the best teams in the world for the lighter division is in my backyard. So I've been with, you know, team alpha male for over a decade. A lot of people, you know, they didn't know that about me until my last fight. And, uh, you know, I, I've been there and I've seen everybody, you know, come into the gym and work their way up the ranks, get into the UFC and be, become champions or, you know, title um, contenders and uh it's great atmosphere uriah is a, a great mentor we have some of the best coaching in the world and uh just best teammates too we have so many guys that aren't at that high level that aren't in the ufc bellator pro fight league that could uh they could be in the organizations and they could they could definitely win fights so there's a it's one of the toughest rooms in the world and uh, i'm just i'm just fortunate to be a part of it for sure, man. Iron sharpens iron, and when you're in a, in a team and a room full of killers like that, man, it's only going to reflect itself uh, in your performances as well. So you're four and one in the UFC, ranked number four currently, coming off the KO over a former title challenger. Do you have any doubt in your mind that Josh Emmett will be fighting for the title in 2018? That was all. My, that was my plan all along. I actually have many of my goals. Uh, when I got the UFC, I said 2018, I'll be a world champion. When I had a, a minor setback in Buffalo to a split decision loss that I still think I won that fight. Um, and I was like, okay, 2019, but then everything I've been right on track. You know, I got presented that opportunity with Lamas. Uh, I knew I could win that fight. And, uh, and it, it, I knew I leapfrogged the entire division. And so that's why I took it, you know, and I'm grateful for all the guys in the top 15 that said no, because if any one of them said yes, I wouldn't have got that shot. And, uh, and now here we are, I was going to fight Ortega for the, title eliminator and then i was hoping to fight you know for the title uh before the end of the year so hopefully it still happens but uh we'll see but i, but I will be a world champion well i'll tell you what man based on your performances i have no doubt ton of potential and uh definitely some some star power you've got going for you right now a lot of momentum to ride that out uh but listen man i i i hope that maybe something changes with the brian ortega fight i guess what can all the fans do uh, to try to help you campaign for that fight and maybe get you that opponent that that is going to be a title eliminator if he's not willing to fight you at this point. So I'm not sure. Maybe reach out to Dana, Sean, uh, Shelby, uh, the UFC. I'm not. I'm not sure. Honestly, um, I just hope 
if we don't get a fight on the 24th, I hope something else is booked uh, down the road. Maybe it'd be March 3rd, but that probably won't happen because that's the following week. Right. Uh, April, May, really whatever. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We certainly hope that, that something gets gets happening on that. Look forward to your next performance and uh, all the future has in store for you. In conclusion, tell all the fans out there uh, what they should expect from you in your next fight and uh, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, they can find me my Twitter and Instagram handle is Josh Emmett UFC, and that's uh, last name spelled E N N E T T. Yeah, I'm just going to keep climbing the ranks and until I get that that title wrapped around my waist. All right, man. Certainly looking forward to it. Greatly, greatly appreciate the time tonight. Uh, hopefully, we get to catch up again soon when that big fight gets announced. Any shout outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? I just want to thank everyone that's been there since the beginning. You know, especially my my wife, friends, family coaches, teammates, and everyone that's helped me, you know, they know who they are, and uh, I'll continue to be loyal to all them, and uh, yeah, we're just going to all get to the top together. All right, my man. Again, greatly appreciate the time. Looking forward to the future for you, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again uh, in the near future as well. Uh, Thank you again for the time. I hope you have a wonderful evening. All right, thank you. Yeah, anytime. Let me know. All right, brother. You have a good night. All right, take care, Jason. All right, guys, so you heard it here first. Brian Ortega has turned down a fight at UFC Orlando to headline that card with Josh Emmett. And now you could hear the frustration that he's going through at the moment and what this means for him moving forward. How does that all shake out? How does it all play out? Well, stay tuned to BJPenn.com. We have got you covered on all that and much more. The fight definitely makes sense for the division, as I had mentioned there. Uh, I, I definitely think that if you look at the rankings, the two up-and-coming guys that have stormed onto the scene, if you will, makes sense to have them fight, determine a number one contender. Is Ortega ducking him? Who knows? We, we talked about it there for a moment. Josh doesn't necessarily have that star power yet. There could be various reasons why why Brian does not want to take the fight. But you heard it here first. Brian Ortega has turned down a fight with Josh Emmett. So on that note, guys, we're going to keep it moving. Lots more to get to. Lots more to discuss. Two more great guests. Again, big thank you to Josh Emmett for coming on the show. First time speaking with him. He's a, he's a very professional guy. Platinum Mike Perry coming up next. We'll be discussing the Max Griffin fight, the loss to Santiago Ponzinibbio, a bunch of Ninja Warrior, Ninja shit, and a whole lot more. You guys love to hear from him. Of course, I do as well. Pretty much everybody in the in the mixed martial arts community loves to hear from this guy. Coming up next, the man himself, Platinum Mike Perry. This is BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. We'll be right back in a moment. Please welcome back to the show one of the realest guys on the UFC roster, knockout artist, good friend of BJPenn.com. Of course, I'm talking about Platinum Mike Perry. Platinum, what's going on, man? How is uh, your new year treating you so far? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. You know, how do you become a good friend of BJPenn.com? It must have something to do with being a great fighter. It's got to have something to do with that, so, you know. I'm feeling pretty good about that, man. My skills are up there, and I'm happy about that. Well, I'll tell you, I think it's a combination of things. Obviously, being an incredibly talented fighter like yourself, but also, man, you show us a lot of love and loyalty, and we and we do greatly appreciate that. I'm sure you know loyalty is very hard to come by these days. It's just respect, really. I I respect what BJ Penn has done, and if, if his people want to talk to me, who the hell am I to say? You know, I'm not going to talk to BJ Penn's people. <laughs> well, hey, man, again, again, we greatly appreciate it, and you've always been cool with us. You're a great interview, as always, as well. So, listen, man, 2018 is going all right for you so far. You're already back in the gym. I know I know you don't stop training, but have you officially started camp for this fight in Orlando? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Officially, we three days in. I worked out before that. You know, uh, but I've added 
someone that was there once before. If you look at the Pittsburgh fight, I worked with somebody, and uh, me and that person connected well. And you can look at the shape that I was in physically. You could see it in the octagon. And um, the difference between Pittsburgh and Canada. But, you know, that's not saying nothing. It's just I worked with someone that I didn't work with for the Canada camp when I fought in Pittsburgh for get ready for Tiago Alves. And it ended up being Reyes. But um, I'm just back with that person. I, I do say that I, I can say that I can feel a, a difference. Uh, with this guy, me and him, he pushes me mentally and physically. His exercises are fun and new and entertaining, and uh, I'm enjoying every bit of training. You know, we're, we're staying away from the impact right now, saving that for the fight, and we're just working mental and physical cardio. So really just, you know, I know how to fight. I'm, I know how to win. It just has to be, I can do it at such a high energetic level. Is that a word? Energetic? Absolutely. Yeah. I can do it at such an energetic level if my cardio is so intense. And I know it can be more intense than it was. And, you know, I was thinking earlier before I walked out of Pittsburgh, I was like, man, I was in the back and I was saying it out loud. Woo, I feel better than I've ever felt ever. And in Canada, I was like, I feel great. I don't know if I feel better than I've ever felt ever because that night in Pittsburgh, boy, I felt great. So it's just different opponents there too, you know. Uh, Ponzinibbio did his job. He's a good fighter. He, he protected himself. He survived. He weathered a few storms, and he made me have to do the same and then slip and fall, whatever you call. And But, you know, I'm all in. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, in, in regards to this trainer, it sounds like a strength and uh, strength and conditioning guy. You care to drop any names there, or? Yeah, Nelson Rodriguez, man. Um, you know, he works with great boxers. He's worked with MMA fighters, some Bellator guys, I believe. Uh, he's more of a boxing coach, uh, not like technique boxing. I mean, he's a strength and conditioning coach. But he has worked with so many boxers, he knows boxing, which is good right. as well. Because And he don't say much to me because I know his shit too. I know boxing too. And, you know, it's got to be my mind and a lot of other people's minds that go in that octagon. Not a lot, but a few that I've chosen. That's why I say I am the head coach because my head puts the game plan together. And I've. I've come in there a little young sometimes, I guess, and there's more to be seen. But I'm getting older. My body can take it. I'm having a great time. I just, I'm getting more experience. Um, you know, sounds like excuses or just a positive way to say that I lost my last fight, but I'm just going to be better. Well, I'll tell you what, man. All you can do is grow and learn. And I think, uh, you know, I wanted to maybe touch on the Ponzinibbio fight a little bit later, but we'll jump into it now since you mentioned it. Uh, you know, I don't think you lost any love from the fans with that fight. It was a great back-and-forth battle. You certainly showed your heart and uh, your ability as a warrior inside that cage. Uh, but, I mean, I guess aside from maybe the cardio stuff or not working with this guy leading up to that fight, what do you think went wrong in there? And, uh, you know, how would you assess your performance? Um, I let him get away with kicking my leg, and, and I made him miss too many times without making him pay. You know, and I could cut off the ring more in the third round. In the first two rounds, is a little better. Uh, I could do it even more. And, you know, don't, you know, I, I came out in the third round. I feel that I was starting to pick them apart. But then I just started walking them down. I got to keep my in and out. I got to keep that in and out. And that's side to side, bouncing, moving on my toes. Boom, 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 boom. I got to keep that for three rounds. My cardio could have been better. That'll change. Right. I ran more, you know. You get tired of that shit sometimes. You get tired of fucking running all over. <laughs> but 
I'm not tired of it. I miss it right now, and I've been doing a little bit of it. I know that, I got new ways to do it better. I know that MMA athletes, that seems to be their Achilles heel. A lot of them hate running. So whatever way you can find to get that cardio in there without having to have that high-impact running long distances, uh, that's definitely definitely in your benefit, right? You know what's really fun is those races, Savage Race, Spartan Race. Fucking, I don't know if I'm ready for the Spartan Race. I did a little Warrior Dash, and that shit was... 5k but i did it three times in a row boom 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 it was so fun man one ten after miles. another really <laughs> oh yeah 10 miles man i ran 10 miles before and and when you're doing stuff like that with the obstacles you don't even realize what you're doing if you could if i could do that more often that'd be fun so for you it's about making the strength and conditioning fun and uh you know trying new things that that keep you really interested and in, uh in pushing that pace yeah, that Ninja Warrior stuff, man. That's high intensity stuff and like parkour. It's like a sprint, some strength, and then what? Keep keep sprinting, keep jogging down the street. Them guys, man. That's, right. That type of stuff. Combination of all those things: strength, speed, balance. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Could we ever Pull see ups, you? Push ups, sit ups. That, that's good stuff. Jump rope. Uh, speed bag, you know, good old fashioned boxing stuff too. Now you mentioned Ninja Warrior. Is that something you'd be interested in just for just for fun? Heck yeah, man! Well, let's go. <laughs> I need a little. I should practice though. Right, right. What do you? What do you? What obstacle do you think's the hardest? Well, I went to a little camp and went and did it, but they the uh, warp wall was off limits at that time, but man, that thing looked ridiculous. I was kind of intimidated by the warp wall. I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, that's definitely the one that gets a lot of people. I know I used to watch it from back in the day when they only had it in Japan. I believe it was called uh, Sasuke or something like that. But I always noticed that the cliffhanger was, was one that got a lot of guys as well. That one's fucking ridiculous too. Cause my, I, that's where I got to practice is my finger strength right there. I relax my hands because when you punch, that's the difference. Is punching, I don't have this strong, flexed hand. My hand is relaxed, and I just let my bones do the work. Right, right. Well, I know that so I know that they bit. I know that they're always touring with the with the Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior. Hopefully, that'd be pretty cool to see you. Maybe the next time they make the trip to Florida. Yeah, let's go, man. Give me a chance. I've done it before. I went to the little, the obstacles were different, but I had fun and I could do it. Yeah, I'd love to see that, man. I know. I think John Dodson's tried it. Uh, I that, perform when the lights are on. Right. <laughs> I do. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and I w- I think that would be very cool to see. Like I said, so. Uh, but listen, getting back to speaking of Florida, getting back to Orlando, February twenty fourth against Max Griffin. Uh, tell us a little bit about the matchup and, and how the deal got finalized. I know it was announced Monday that you would be on that card. Then you told, told our own Chris Taylor that the opponent will be Max Griffin. When was that all finalized, and, and what do you think of Max as an opponent? Um, man, I feel... Look, all UFC fighters are supposed to be tough. Some people are saying, oh, I'm getting the easy fight. A lot of people are saying it's going to be a tough fight. Or, like, they can't wait to see, or... I can understand why they can't wait to see. I'm expecting, like, a KO of the year out of this. I like Max Griffin as a person. I met him. I hung out with him. And he mentally, he even said back then, he was like, we're going to fight. Like, he said it nicely. We were drunk and, like, having a good time playing cornhole. And I was like, okay, I'll fucking kill you. So, <laughs> Who's go, the better man. cornhole player? He fucking won that night. It was, but me and my girl usually kill it. And, uh, you know, teammates can make a difference in that game. But we didn't play one-on-one, though. So. Well, it sounds like you got a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a vengeance there to get back at him for this cornhole loss. Yeah, dude. I'm pissed about that shit. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, you say you've met him. You've spoke with him. He thinks that he thought that you guys were going to fight eventually. Uh, as far as uh, skill for skill and how your styles match up, what do you think of him as an opponent in that regard? Man, I, um, it looks, you know, I watched a little bit of tape, and or I've seen this fight live, I'm sure, not like in the him, but TV at, the, at that time. But um, 
he looks like he wants to stand in the middle and fight. You know? Wow. Come on, let's go. Right, that's I'm a gonna perfect put, matchup for you. Let's go forehead to forehead if you want to do it. And uh, push me up against the cage if you like. Here come these knees and elbows. And, you know, that's box or something. Let's get in the middle. I'm going to point at the floor like Max Holloway. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned there that some people are saying that this might be an easy fight. Were you happy with the with the matchup when it was offered to you? I mean, did you want a bigger-name guy, or at this point are you just looking to get back in there and get back in the win column as soon as possible? I mean, I'll take any fight they give me. There were some names that came up. Before the Cowboy Yancey, I heard Yancey's name. Then I heard Cowboy Oliveira, but then I heard, uh, you know, I didn't hear... Uh, meet, but that's because he's got a fight coming up, so you know, that's just, they want to pay me to fight, they owe me some fights give me some bodies, yeah absolutely, I'll take a fight, man, let's go, so we're gonna, we're gonna get a big win, and we're gonna up the contract, and then we're gonna make some more money, and make some things happen, I'm out here right now I'm about to go buy a car and give it to somebody Really? Is it the charitable event for the evening? Who are you giving a car to? That's a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise. Okay, all right. You're going to post this, and they might see it. But, no, it's my sister. I don't give a card to my sister. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's, it feels good, man. Absolutely. That's very, very cool stuff. Uh, so, you know, this, considering this fight's going to be in Orlando, you must be very excited to compete in front of uh, all of the Florida fans. Um, tell us a little bit, a little bit about that, and have you gotten uh, any requests for tickets yet? Um, yeah, I've gotten hit up for tickets a little bit. Uh, I've had some people just go. My girl posted a, a thing. I shared it on Facebook, and people already bought a bunch of tickets too. Uh, so. I can't wait, man. I mean, this is my city. I live here. I'm going to drive to the Amway Center. I'm going to be at home that day. Oh, my gosh. My head is going to be in the greatest place. Now, how I could have fought. I was going to uh, say. How, I could, how, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, how far? Do you actually live in Orlando, or do you live just outside of the city? Well, I live outside of the city. Uh, I live in Lake Mary. So how far of a drive is that for you? 15 minutes. Wow, that is beautiful, right? Yeah, man. Awesome, awesome. You'll be able to go home after a big win. Well, Orlando don't shut down, man. <laughs> true, true. Shoot, we're going to party after I whoop his ass. <laughs> I'm going to party with him. Right? Well, I mean, if he can get out of the hospital, though. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's no bad blood there. You respect the guy. He obviously respects you. No reason you guys can't have some beers after you after you put the whooping on him. For sure. I mean, you know, we'll see. He might have some beers and some morphine. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, well no, knowing how you fight, man, I have no doubt. So it sounds like... Obviously, this is this is the way to get back in the win column. You're still looking at 2018 as your year, I would imagine. No, not my year. Just a great year for me. You know, uh, I'm sure people are gonna do great things. Francis Ngannou got the knockout of the year, man. He got it. I figured he was, but I was just like, damn, people really picking my elbow. I'm going to shout it out. I'm going to make a video about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to say it's the best one. But Francis, this was really nice. I'm trying to land that left uppercut on, on Max now. Well, I'll tell you, man, as, as impressive as uh, the Nganu uppercut was against Overeem, every time somebody gets knocked out with an elbow, I mean, it really is highlight real stuff, and everybody is in awe of it. I would have probably given you the nod for as, as at least top two, top three knockouts of the year. Um but yeah, man, I mean, hey, 2018, you got a whole nother year to accumulate some more elbow knockouts, something maybe even more flashy, and capture that title at the end of this year. Hey, watch out. <laughs> All right, listen, man, I know you're on the way to go get a car. 
And, uh, again, very cool stuff buying a car for your sister. Greatly appreciate the time, as always. I guess in conclusion, uh, give us a prediction for the fight, and uh, feel free to get in some shout-outs before we let you go. Yeah, I, uh, blessed to be here, blessed to be listened to, uh, blessed to be heard by you guys and asked about. Thank you guys so much at BJPenRadio.com and BJPen.com and BJPen. Shout-out to him out there in Hawaii. I'm going to go to the Institute before this fight. At the end of this month, I'm going to the Institute in Las Vegas. I'm going to check that stuff out. So shout out to them. And uh, shout out to Nelson Rodriguez. Hit me up on my social medias. Uh, Instagram, Platinum Mike Perry. Twitter, Platinum Mike Perry. And, or Platinum Perry. Excuse me. Awesome. So, uh, and uh, prediction for the fight, man. You know. First, second, or third round, whenever it comes, I'm going to knock him out. Awesome. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. February 24th in Orlando, UFC Fight Night. Listen, uh, real quick, before we let you go, you mentioned the UFC uh, uh, Performance Institute. Have you had a chance to train there before? No. So this is going to be a first time for you. You must be very excited about that. I like my team, man. I'm good. Exactly where I'm at. But you know what? They want to offer that to me. It's going to be something new and something fun. Um, You know, I'm always excited about training. So, yeah, sure, let's go with that. I'm excited. All right, very good, my man. Greatly appreciate the time, as always. Looking forward to the fight. Best of luck with the car shopping, and uh, hopefully we can catch up as the fight draws near. Thanks a lot, bro. See you soon. Have a good day. All right, guys, that's the man, Platinum Mike Perry. I'd really love to see him on Ninja Warrior. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think it would be awesome. You heard me mention that John Dotson has competed uh, on Ninja Warrior. Didn't make it far, if I'm not mistaken, but I'd love to see how Platinum Mike Perry could do. The fight coming up with Max Griffin, you heard him say it. There's no easy fights in the UFC. Some some are saying it's easy. Some are saying it's going to be tough. But one thing is for sure. Platinum Mike Perry has a grudge to settle about the game of cornhole with Max Griffin. (laughs) I found that pretty, pretty comical. So definitely something to look forward to February 24th in Orlando. That fight will be going down. Platinum Mike Perry be looking to get back in the win column and continue that climb towards the top that we were all pretty certain he would, he would be doing without a doubt. Of course, there's going to be some setbacks here and there. But I got a ton of faith in the guy, incredible athlete, and again, good friend of the not only the show, but the website. So big shout out to Platinum. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, very beautiful stuff that he was buying a car for his sister as well. Uh, that's a good dude at heart, man. Without a doubt. I have no doubt. Let's keep it moving, though. We're closing out tonight's show with the champ. Bantamweight champ of the UFC. You either love him, you hate him, you can't deny the skills, TJ Dillashaw. We discussed it a little bit ago. Demetrius Johnson went in for surgery. That fight is on the back burner, or is it? You're going to have to listen in. We'll be discussing the fight, Cody Garbrandt. uh, TJ has, uh, his wife has just given birth to his first child. He's very excited about that. So we'll discuss the plethora the gambit, if you will, of all these things. Again, if you can't tell, man, I'm pumped for 2018. Had a really good conference call with uh, with Scott and BJ, La- or yesterday, rather. Keep your eyes on, on BJPen.com, folks. We're doing big things. We've got a great team. And that is that success is only going to continue in 2018. So enough enough of me blabbering. Coming up next, the champ himself, TJ Dillashaw. Great conversation as always. Big thank you to him for coming on. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy. This is BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, TJ Dillashaw.
All right, Penn Nation, the champ is here yet again. Please welcome back to the show one of the pound-for-pound pound best and the current UFC bantamweight champ. Of course, I'm talking about TJ Dillashaw. TJ, what's up, man? How was your new year? Oh, it was good. It was good. We, uh, Me and my wife just had a baby boy on the 28th of December, so our new year was pretty low-key, just uh, breastfeeding and wiping butts. But uh, it was a fun time, though. <laughs> well, very good. So happy and healthy baby boy, I presume? Yes, man. Uh, very lucky. I'm not lucky, but very fortunate that uh, you know he's healthy and everything's good, man. We're uh, he's got all, all all ten fingers, all ten toes, so we're we're looking good. <laughs> awesome. Glad to hear. Now, is this is this your first child? This is yes. This is my first child. Man, so is it, is this like scary uncharted territory for you? Or are you uh, you looking forward to the challenge? Uh, definitely looking forward to it. You know, we've been ready for a while. It's just uh, timing was everything, and it came about came about at the right time. So, uh, yeah, man, me and my wife are just super excited. Um, I've always wanted to be parents, and it's just uh, now's the time. You know. Very good, very good. Well, congratulations to you both, man. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. So, you currently in Colorado, uh, putting in some work at Bang Muay Thai headquarters, I presume. Yes. Yeah. Currently in Colorado, um, enjoying the new house we just built and. Uh, yeah, and putting some time in at Dwayne's gym. Awesome, man. Awesome. How is the new house? Oh, it's amazing. I couldn't, I mean, it's dream come true. You know, I live a, live a very fortunate life. I uh, I built a house on a private lake out here. I got my uh, my brand new Malibu boat in the water when it's warm. Right now, not right now, because obviously the, the lake's frozen over. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's always been my dream to live on the lake. I got my own dock. I can walk out in my backyard, jump on the boat, go release some steam from training. It's it's amazing, man. Sounds like you'll be looking forward to summertime for sure. I can't wait. Can't wait for it to come. <laughs> All yeah. right, so let's waste no time, man. Uh, you know, news broke earlier today, I believe, that, that Mighty Mouse is, is going in for surgery. What was your reaction to that news? Um, I, I kind of already knew a little bit. You know, I, I was talking with him a little bit what's what's going on. So, uh, um, you know, he, he says it's going to be a, a, a speed, somewhat speedy recovery. It's not like a full-blown, like where he's going to be out for a year kind of shoulder surgery um he's looking to get back and uh yeah and uh hopefully get back into action sooner rather than later well i know they talked about the timetable being uncertain but it sounds like you're aware that that this is going to be a bit of a quicker recovery than than most surgeries are and uh the possibility of this fight is definitely still in the making yes yes very good, very good. Well, he had squashed some rumors from a couple weeks ago that the fight between you guys was being worked out. You know, aside from yourself and Dana White, it sounds like that matchup was being talked about, was being discussed. Uh, was there anything being finalized at this point up until, you know, finding out that he was going to have surgery? I mean, nothing like officially finalized, you know, but uh, definitely definitely in the talks, that's for sure. Um, it's a fight that needs to happen. It's a fight that wants to happen on multiple parties. You know, um, me, Demetrius, uh, the UFC, the fans, you know, it's uh, one that one, one needs to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's been in talks, that's for sure. And I know that uh, Dwayne had said earlier this week that this fight needs to happen for history, for legacy. Uh, I'm sure you'd agree with that. And I know you're looking forward to the opportunity to prove yourself as the pound-for-pound pound king. Absolutely, man. You know, this isn't, this isn't a money fight. I mean... This this is a money fight because of the skill, you know. It's it's who's the best pound for pound. It's not some bullshit hype and drama. You know, this is what the sport is really about. It's like who is the best in the world. This is, you know, Demetrius got the number one spot. You know, um, I feel like I'm the I feel like I'm the best fighter in the world, man. And I just want to prove it. You know, DJ has my spot, and I, I want to claim it. I'm the best pound for pound fighter. You know, I uh, I had a couple split decision uh, losses that I didn't agree with. That you know, if those went the other way. I'd be on a 13-fight win streak, seven-fight title defense. Um, you know, it, it would be – I'd be where I'm supposed to be. But this is the way for me to get to where I want to be. You know, Demetrius is on top, and it's time for me to take him out. Now, uh, you had said that you needed – forgive me if I'm mistaken – something like 12 weeks uh, to make 125. How did you guys come to that number in that time frame? Well, see, I, I can make it faster, but it's all about how I want to perform. I want to perform at my best. And so the new coach I've been working with, uh, Sam Calavita down out of Southern California, my strength conditioning coach, my nutritionist, he's the one that kind of gave me the numbers. He's the one that told me, like, look, here's where your body's at now. I mean, this guy's a mad scientist. He's uh, he's so good with how the body works and the things that I need to do to be in my tip-top shape. My last fight with Cody, I've never felt better. You know, I, I was, I, I put on more muscle than I ever put on. I was in better shape than I've ever been in. It was, it was amazing. So he's the one that's telling me, like, look, if I want to do this legit, all you need is a, we need like a 16 week, uh, um, 
knowledge of that you're actually going to fight 25s because if not we got to keep keep the weight on i want to keep uh keep the weight on for 35s but if it's me getting my body down i'm, I'm having to change the way i train I'm, I've, I've already changed the way i've ate, eaten and i've continued to do so so my weight is lighter in preparation of this uh challenge so uh it's one of those things that uh yeah, I could make the weight shorter. Sure, I could probably make the weight in a month. I could have made the weight at weigh-ins at 135s in New York, but I'm looking to make the weight and be the best TJ Dillashaw I've ever been. I'm fighting, I'm fighting Demetrius Johnson, the pound for pound best in the world to go. So if I'm going to go out there and, and prove that I'm that best fighter, i got to give myself my best chance, and that's to uh, make the weight the right way very scientifically and be on top of my game. Absolutely, absolutely. So with 16-week time frame for, for you to properly get down to 125, uh, and considering the timetable of his his uh, surgery and recovery, I mean, does it sound like that that timetable might line up at all? Or do you have any uh, information that, you know, how long it's going to take uh, Demetrius to, to recover fully? Yeah, man, it's not, not really around my place to say. I mean, I, I do have some, like, uh, some insight a little bit. But, you know, it's not really my place to say on any of that. But, yeah, it, does, sure. it, will, fit my, it will fit my timetable. You know, everything's going to be... Uh, yeah, I just feel like it's all meant to be, you know, it, it gives me the time to make the weight, gives him time to get healthy, you know, um, this is a, this is a huge super fight, this, this is a big fight, it's the biggest fight of 2018 in my mind and in a lot of people's minds, so let's, uh, let's hype this thing up, let's get some uh, media behind it, let's put it on a, a super card like I was just on in, in uh, November, you know, this is one of those, one of those fights that could be, you know, a, a big card and uh, really get some hype around it, just like the UFC's been doing, kind of having like the Super Bowls of uh, fight cards. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely uh, one of the most highly anticipated fights for 2018. I would agree with you there 100%. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Garbrandt there, the win over Garbrandt. He had said that uh, w- once you mentioned the, the, the time frame to make 125, uh, he went on social media, attacked you uh, with the statement claiming that you can't even make 25. What's your response to that? Uh, he's, he's reaching, you know. It's what he does. It's what he's done my entire fight camp. He's reaching, trying to make himself relevant. He was saying that he could make the weight in a month, and that's exactly what I'm saying. He, he's he's an idiot. He yeah, you could make the weight in a month, but you're not going to feel very good, you know. Especially me, me especially. You know, I walk around lean. I'm on a good diet. I'm on a great lifestyle year round. I can I can definitely make the weight. When I was told I was me fighting Demetrius the summer of last year, and I was told I was me fighting him in August. I was waking up at 154 at the time, and within three weeks of me thinking I was fighting Demetrius, I was waking up at 140. You know, and uh, that was a little bit fast tracked, but I'd like to do it even smarter than that. But I was already waking up at 140 pounds. It's only 15 pounds overweight. I could lose that whenever I needed to. But I'm, I'm looking to do it smart, intelligent, the way that it should be done, like a professional athlete, not some meathead. <laughs> now it's obviously obvious that he's still still upset about the fight and and plans to fight you again. Do you expect that matchup uh, that second time around with Cody? Is that a possibility for 2018? Oh man, he's got he's got a tough road ahead of him. You know, I mean, he's got some guys in the weight class that are going to definitely challenge him. Um, we'll see if he can get through them. You know, I think he was a little hyped up. He had a great fight against uh, Cruz. Um, he he is a great fighter, very fast, very explosive and powerful. But uh, just ahead of him, so we'll see. I mean, I feel like uh, he's got he's got to earn his spot. You know, I lost a split decision victory to Dominic Cruz, where not only me but the UFC thought I won that fight, and it took me took me uh two years to get that fight back you know what i mean uh it's it's one of those things where i had to work my way back i had to beat two number one contenders to get my my shot you know i was ranked number one i beat two guys that was ranked number two um we'll see if he can work his way back yeah absolutely definitely needs to get a few wins under his belt before that's even a discussion i mean he never even defended the belt you know what i mean like he, he he beat Cruz. he had a great fight but he never even defended it so i mean you can't even really really even being called champ without defending your belt Right, and I know that uh, Dwayne has told me in many discussions that he thinks that that was not the Dominic Cruz that, that we're all familiar with and something was up for that camp uh, for Dominic. But uh, So it sounds like, man, with the timeline of, of, of his surgery, DJ surgery, uh, you getting down to that weight, that fight is what's next for you. You don't intend to defend the strap first. You're going to look forward with the Demetrius fight as your next fight. Absolutely, man. I think that's the thing that's going to submit my legacy. It's going to give me... The self-recognition is going to give me, submit my name to be what I want it to be, to be the best pound for pound, not only looking for that spot, looking for, for, the, for the paydays. Looking, you know what I mean? That's going to do everything for me in my career. That's the fight that makes the most sense. Um, it was one of those things that was lingering because of him turning it down in 2017 that's even talked about here. And he doesn't really, 
I think it's by far the best fight for him that he, he could step up to, and it, it makes the most sense for me. You know, my weight class has got some guys coming up, but none of there's not one number one contender. You know, they're all they're all in the same kind of category. You know, if Cruz would have fought and won, that'd have been awesome. You know, I would have loved to get that win back. You know, that guy can't stay healthy, so they got their own little like uh, semis tournament going on right now. So we'll see how that whole thing pans out. But really, I think the thing that really cements my legacy and proves that I am the best in the world, like I've been saying, is that Demetrius Johnson fight. Without a doubt, and you know, you kind of answered my next question perfectly there. Uh, you know, with no real clear-cut contender at this point at bantamweight, it even more so lends itself to the fact that that the mighty mighty mouse fight needs to happen right now. Exactly, man. I think it's I think it's all perfect timing. This was meant to be. This was destiny. It's time for me to claim my spot. It's time for me to be a uh, dual champ. Can um, you grow my name? Get it out there, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, you know, not not looking past Demetrius at all. Obviously, that's a huge uh, huge challenge for you and the biggest fight that they could possibly make at this point. Uh, but when you look at the landscape of contenders at 135, you got Jimmy Rivera out there claiming that he deserves a title shot right now. I think he needs another another couple of big wins, as you'd said. You know, maybe if he beat Dominic. Um, do you see anybody that you think should be next in line for your title uh, after the fight with DJ? But, um, well, I mean, obviously it'll all it'll work out with them fighting each other as of now no you know i mean we got Marlon marias you got Asensio, you got uh jimmy rivera you got dominic cruz you got cody garbrandt you know you got all those guys that need to need to kind of prove themselves to who's that number one guy you know um like i said they got a little they got a little tournament to work out themselves right now which makes this this perfect timing so uh i'm sure that there'll be someone decided here um somebody whoever's going to come out and show show the best skill um you know, which is exciting because we got a, a great weight class that I get to uh, continue to dominate. So, but without a doubt, you would prefer Cruz if you had the choice. Yeah, man. I mean, I think he's got to fight the biggest name. You know, he, he's a former champ, biggest name. We got the the split decision that I haven't agreed with. It's been a bunch of talk, you know. But uh, we'll see if the guy can stay healthy and he can get some win, get a win as well. You know, I mean, that'd probably make the most sense. But we'll see if it works itself out. All right, man. Well, I got to say, I originally intended this interview for there to be a little bit of uncertainty and uh, not too much clarity in what's next for you, but it sounds like everything is lining up. The Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson fight will be next for you. Uh, The chance to cement yourself as the pound-for-pound king. Um, I guess in conclusion, man, or maybe not in conclusion, but before we wrap things up, how many times would you like to fight in 2018? Yeah, it all all depends on how quick I get this one out of the way, but I'd love to turn around after this next fight and... uh get another one of the belt for the end of the year you know um i'm looking to stay active i'm always in shape i'm always always pushing so uh not looking to sit on the sidelines all right so at the very least two fights for you this year yes yes all right very good all right well in conclusion man what's your message for all the fans out there eagerly awaiting your return what's that uh what's your message for all the tj dillashaw fans out there that are eagerly waiting for your return to action Oh, man, I'm eager as well, and I appreciate you guys uh, holding by my side through all the stuff that's been going down just uh, through my career, and uh, I'll continue to get out there and put on, put on performances for the fans. You know, I'm not one of those ones that's going to try to make a fool of myself on the, on the media side of it. I'm going to get out there and always perform with the fights. I look for them finishes. I look for them exciting fights, and I appreciate you guys understanding that and sticking with me. Without a doubt, my man. Greatly appreciate the time tonight. Uh, you tell Dwayne we said what's up. We'll have to get get along with him soon. And uh, any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? No, man, just the guys, just the, the companies that stuck by me, my fans that stuck by me. And then we've got Muscle Farm, we got Kershaw, we got a bunch of guys that have been, been by my side, Malibu Boats, um, Virus, um, these companies that were with me um, when I wasn't champion, now when I am with champion, now that I am champion, it can continue to grow with me. And, uh, you know, those... Uh, organically grown companies are the ones you uh, love to be with. So I really appreciate those guys. All right, my man. Again, we greatly appreciate the time tonight. Uh, Have a wonderful rest of your evening training. Congratulations on the baby boy to you and your wife. And uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon once this Demetrius fight gets announced. Uh, You have a wonderful evening, my friend. Uh, You too, brother. Thanks for having me on. All right, folks. There you have it. It's been a killer episode, a great debut to YouTube live. I hope you've all enjoyed it. I certainly have. I've said it over and over again in this podcast, but I am pumped for 2018 and I hope you guys are too. 
Keep your eyes on BJPenn.com. We've got a lot of awesome things in the work. And like I said, we have a great team. I'm excited for this year. We'll be back next week with more great guests, more great interviews, more of what you crave from the sport that you love of mixed martial arts. When it comes to MMA news, breaking viral videos, exclusive content, you name it, BJPenn.com, we have got you covered, guys. On behalf of the whole squad of Team Penn, Everybody, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. It's been a pleasure, as always. Tune in next week. Make sure that you guys follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, all the social media. Set up alerts so you stay up to date. You get the breaking news before everybody else does. You already know what it is. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. We love you guys. Big mahalo. Peace out. We will catch you next week.